Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, you want me to take one of them? I, I do. I think you I, want I'll to. do it. I'll do it all, and I got it no, right in my hand. No, it's fine. We do need to get to that, but I think this is kind of... We gotta fight. We gotta figure out exactly what this call means. All right, I'm gonna blow this person out of the water if they're saying what we think they're gonna say here. Because I said I wasn't gonna do it. I'm not gonna waste people's precious time on this. It's eight Come o'clock. On. People just got in the car. Yesterday was President's Day. They're hearing us together for the first time. I feel like hell coming in here today. I'm gonna sit here and entertain this garbage. You look good though. You might feel like hell, but you look good today. So you're gonna do this the day off. after Lincoln was born. Come on. Yeah. How dare we? Drake in Cleveland. Hello. Come on, Drake, be good. How are you doing today, Ken? Thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm just, um, I had a question for you. You know, uh, I keep hearing that people talking about the albatross of the sign Washington contract and how nobody would take this contract. The contract is only three years, $43 million a year. So who wouldn't take that? It's fully what guaranteed. A top notch. Yeah, it's fully guaranteed. But would you trade for Deshaun money? Watson? It's fully guaranteed for the first three years. Would you trade for Deshaun Watson? If I was another team, yes. If I was the Browns, I wouldn't trade him because – we haven't seen. Then why are we having this conversation? Then why are we having this conversation? If you wouldn't because trade him, because because Kim, when you talk about the contract, you always say who wants the contract. Right now, it's like seven quarterbacks making more than than Deshaun Watson. So his quarter, his contract is not what it was when he signed it two years ago. Although I do understand. Of course, it's not what it was when he signed it two years ago, Drake. You're very welcome, Ken. What, what are you? What are you? What are you? What am I? What am I thanking you for? That was a great way. What to am end I it, thanking though. him for? I'm going to do that. You're very welcome, Ken. What are Ken, we doing? If I'm losing an argument, you're very welcome. What are Ken. we doing? And then just hang up. What is that? I don't know. I'm not. No, I'm not doing this for the rest of the off season. We're not doing stupid trade conversations during the off season that involve the quarterback. Okay, Deshaun Watson is a Cleveland Brown until he's no longer a Cleveland Brown, and that time ain't happening for at least another three years, if ever. All right, it's a full. I, I got Owen over there looking it up right now. I see what well, you're doing over no, there. Go I ahead. just I think the thing that maybe is being missed by Drake is that the dead cap money. That's where they still own. You're telling me a caller missed a point. Oh, yeah, that's incredible. Two million dollars. <laughs> yeah, obviously I don't know why we take calls then. But well, you guys wanted me. You wanted me to take that damn call so bad, Jonathan yeah. Hill. No, that's on me. Yeah, yeah that is on you. I was just yeah. hoping that maybe Drake would have some sort. Of, I, I he never so has a, any substance. I got a to lot it. of belief in the callers in this great city. I got a lot of belief in the uh, the people representing. I have Deshaun a lot of belief in callers. I have a lot of belief in callers. I got a lot of belief in. It's just great. It's a great sports city, Ken. I just thought I thought they'd come through for me here. It is a good sports city. And I got a lot of faith in callers that aren't Drake. 
Because I knew it was going to be a silly-ass call, and it was a silly-ass call. And it's a silly-ass trade, and I'm not just going to sit there. I'd rather sit there and talk about the weather for the next six months and talk about the Guardians. I'll sit there and I'll talk about Guardian Stadium improvements. You I will talk not. about a damn you dog until the, until the cows come I home. I don't believe you. I, over Deshaun Watson's I don't believe trade you. talks. I don't believe you. You'd rather talk Guardians renovation? I'd rather talk Guardians renovation. I'd rather talk you, you about a dome. You happy with the weather, and, and but Jason, I am happy with Guardians and, and renovation And Jason talks. Lloyd, Jason Lloyd talking about weed money and taxes being used for a new dome. I'd rather do that than any of the other things. Weed money we can talk about. I'll talk Gardos. I'll talk stadium renovation. I'll talk blue chairs and green chairs. you give me nitty-gritty baseball instead of Deshaun Watson? I, I, I don't give a damn. Make that promise to the people. I'll bring them all on. All right, good. Yes. Get Tony Lestori in here. <laughs> Get the Dairy Brothers in there with their podcast. Get my buddy Justin Latta in here. I don't give a damn. I'm going to do that naming, over stupid trade you're talks. You're just naming baseball people Because they're good baseball people. So I'll bring them in here over stupid trade talks over to Sean Watson. <laughs> he ain't going anywhere. So there's no point in bringing it up. Spring Training Report brought to you by Golf Tech and Bet365. That's Bet365. Uh, this was brought to my attention about, oh, about a week ago. I didn't know the jerseys are already out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I didn't pay close enough attention. Stephen Vogt talked about the jerseys. He even mentioned he'd rather have last year's jersey back. If you haven't noticed, this is a tremendous drop-off. See, I got confused, and I thought they were talking about the city jerseys. I didn't realize this is the everyday, on-the-field, Guardians jersey, which Mitch knew about. This true, Mitch? Yeah, there's uh, there's been some talk going into this year in particular that the quality of the jerseys from this year to last have taken a significant hit, even though the partnership between the two brandings have been in place since 2019. So I have to, I have to plead a little bit of ignorance here. When I first saw the jersey, like I saw their promotional photos, and it looked like the normal jersey. Yeah, you didn't see it on him. You got to see I it on him. I didn't see it on him. So no. when I saw Stephen Vote wearing the, I thought it was like a spring training well, jersey. It's, it's never more obvious. I didn't realize this was the new jersey they're going to wear. This is terrible. When he's next to his kids, it's never more obvious because his kids clearly had the one that they they got when dad got the job, and it was it's it's last year's version this, of a Guardians uniform, but it's they they bought it in the off season and it looks it looks crisp, it looks clean, and then you see the one that their dad is wearing, and you're like, this looks awful. This is supposed to be more breathable or something like that. Is what that's they the say? idea. So they did it last year in the All Star game. They wore these last year in the All Star Game. It's supposed to be more breathable. It's supposed to be more like a more like something you could work out in, and less like an actual baseball jersey that we know. And this is this Which, is pointless. I mean, I, people used to always tell me that baseball jerseys were great for hiding fat. Like if you if you were a bigger person, you could wear a baseball jersey would hide it. I always thought I actually agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I mean Mitch is saying yeah. I, I I always thought it it it. It was good for stuff like that. I, I thought it hid people's muscles in a weird way, too. As a great big fat person, the uh, the baseball jersey is a beautiful thing to wear because it usually hangs a little loose. You can button it up. You know, you can wear you can it. You can wear it unbuttoned. You can wear it right? like a Tommy Bahama shirt if yeah. you really wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The worst, the absolute worst, is it's either a basketball jersey because they don't tend to go too big, but you can wear a T-shirt underneath. That always looks weird. The worst is a soccer jersey. The soccer jersey makes a guy like me, you look like a sausage casing. It's the worst. It is. It, it shows everything. It shows every curve. Well, these new jerseys every are going to be crevasse. more like, they're going to be more like that, where it's going to be, uh, Every I think awning overhang yeah. of what's going on. They are bad. 
Well, those those are kind of like remember like the Under Armour that you, you used to wear back I in the can't day. Even, like I I don't hate soccer like skin, at all. It was like skin tight. Yeah. Like I and well, you wore that stuff. Like I wore the Under Armour way back in the day. It's like you better put something over that. You can't be going out there with you. <laughs> you got the belly jelly and the moves going on. You can't be doing that stuff. So you better be wearing something over it. When it comes to like the soccer jerseys, again, there's no flattering soccer jersey out there. Or a, a, what do they call it, a kit? There's nothing mm-hmm. flattering out there. You better be in good shape if you're wearing a soccer jersey. Because, you again, I look like a sausage if I wore one of them things. I got nothing against soccer. Baseball jerseys is the easiest thing to wear. These things are terrible. I thought that these were I thought that these were spring training jerseys. The name on the back of the jersey looks like it was silkscreen in a hurry for a t-ball team. Well, on this, this team, terrible. they play for the name on the front of the jersey. Ken. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Stephen Vogt had something to say about these jerseys there, Mitch. Is that what he he had? He had a nasty comment about the jerseys? Uh, checking it right now, actually. I know he was on Afternoon Drive last week talking about it, and I thought when he said the comments, I thought to myself. Not a nasty comment. He just didn't seem to be thrilled about it. No, but you're in, you're in bed with them now, you know, with fanatics. You, you got you to gotta play ball. You got to play nice. It's, it was an interesting comment out of it. Well, you can you can play ball and be nice, but you can also be critical of the, of, of everything that's there because it looks like it's not very good for anybody. How do you balance that out? How are you with a company man, but then also going to be critical of the one big change they made this offseason? That directly are, impacts the fans. Are they going to fire the manager over what he said about the jersey? Not firing the no. manager. I'm just surprised he said. And it, it wasn't like he said the worst thing possible about the jersey. It's just not a good jersey. I was, or, I was me, surprised he said it. The last name, like the other ones, like the old Guardians jerseys. Yes, they look like it's almost a knockoff of the Indians jerseys. The other jerseys, though, you had the big last name on it. You had a nameplate here. I'm not seeing anything with this. I would, I'm bet, going, I would bet Manfred got on his uh, computer, sent off an email, and said, "Hey, listen, tell that new manager you got there in Cleveland." Uh, we don't we don't just publicly rip people that are in bed with us. Well, if Terry Francona does it, that's a different story. All right, I mean, I'll, you're you're a brand new rookie manager. Yeah, but they're not going to fire him over something I'm not like saying that. They're if he goes fire out and wins no 100 games this year, no, no one's, one's saying they're going to fire him. I did think it was interesting though. To what to try to mute the manager of the Cleveland Guardians? Not to for, mute him, but to hey, you're you got to you got to understand the company line here too. Do you not? Like they're trying to make this push that these jerseys are not only going to be better for these the ball players, bad. but are also going to be better for the fans as well and everything else that accompanies this it. This reminds me of Costanza. Everyone right now is ripping these jerseys. I mean, everyone's tearing these jerseys apart. Yeah, it'd be nice if they had a company line here and was like, "Hey, we're all we're all in concert with the idea that these are going to be better for us long term." I mean, I remember when the Browns first got those jerseys, and at first they were new, and you're like, okay, those aren't that bad. And then you actually saw them run around. And part of that was the players in them because they weren't that very good at that time, obviously. <laughs> but when you actually saw them run around on them and like on the field, it's like, man, these these are not good. And they immediately changed them because they knew that fans did not like them. I mean, these but these these jerseys seem closer to the ones they give away at the ballpark and the free the free giveaway days. I, I'm looking at this they seem right closer now. to that than they do like the actual MLB authentic. Like ones. the other jerseys, like all right, the name on the back is big. Everything's Bigger, it's bolder, it's nicer. This looks, this looks like a giveaway day shirt. Imagine working your whole entire life to make it to the big leagues to see your your name on the back of the uniform, and you get the the crisp every part of the the uniform. The letters are like different. an inch big. I couldn't see them from the third base line. And this is what you get. Two one six four seven four double ninety two. Another thought that I got coming up in a moment. Two one six four seven four double ninety two. Spring training report brought to you by Casey Roofing and Quinn Legal. By the way, KC Roofing for all your roofing needs there. Coming up at 840, we got Joe Varden joining us on the show. Coming up next, all right, you want a guy? I'll give you the name of a guy. And if this man said this playing in a Guardians uniform, a not-so-good-looking Guardians uniform, 
I'd be losing my mind. Ken Carmen, Jonathan Peterlin in for Tone on the fan. Ohio State has yet another change at offensive coordinator this offseason. Nick Wilson, Spencer German, cover it all. The big college football news and the new Sons of the Shoe episode at 923thefan.com on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. An Odyssey station. You're really waiting on me to say something about NASCAR? About the Daytona 500? I'm not yeah. going to do it unless you ask. Yeah, well, I mean, I was. I ain't going to do it. I'm curious your thoughts. I, I don't like. Are you? Yeah, I don't like when they end in caution. I, I don't know. I, I Listen, I can I, I, well, I thought they didn't end in caution. I, I, I mean, thought, a race like that probably ain't going to be over it by now. Yeah. What? I, I thought we were going to kill uh, my bookmaker, and we didn't kill my bookmaker. It's hard to determine who I, wins the I know. By That's the way, why I can't give you front. a bunch of uh, crap for it, because it's, it's a very hard thing to, you know. I, I, right I, didn't, about- I didn't, didn't kill my bookmaker. I'm not upset at you for it. I told you to take Brad Keselowski. It's the hardest one to predict. Yeah. Daytona and Talladega are the hardest tracks to predict. Okay? I gave you that. (laughs) That's that's what I said. And now I got to see how the the whole list. I got to see how the new nose for the Ford body pans out here. You gave me a tenth of the field. It's not Toyota's changing. It's not like you just chose one person. You gave me Keselowski, Hamlin, Logano, Ty Gibbs, Tyler Reddick, Corey LaJoy. Well, you really wrote them all down, didn't you? I oh, gave it's easy you, when you bet on him. I gave you a name to put it on, but then I gave you sprinkles. That's what I told you well, to and do. I like sprinkles. And I, we, we sprinkled. We sprinkled the Wait hell out of the betting wanna, apps give this me weekend. Them, give me the... Hold on a second. Sprinkle anything on you, Lord you want the, Byron? You want the names back? Is that what you're saying? It's William Byron. Oh. I, I never heard of Lord the William Byron. I, I call him. He was... What are you talking about? He was European champion in WWF him. in 1986. I call that, him Billiam. That man took over Jeff Gordon's number? Okay. Well, still. All right, where did it? Yeah, hold a big on. Battle with the British <laughs> Bulldog. But NASCAR.com has to be the worst website you could possibly think of. I swear to God, this go thing sucks. I mean, because I'm trying to look at how do they finish? Nope, you can't figure out how they finish. There's no like one through whatever. Honestly, if you, just, just, if you just are Google you on NextelCup.com? That might be a problem. got it all there. Ona, 500 <laughs> results. <laughs> We're going to see how you did with I silly the... wrote resluts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It'd All be right, more interesting go. that way. <laughs> there we go. Doesn't sound bad to me. Okay. Give me the names again. All right, Keselowski. All right, he crashed. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah, no, yeah, he, he did. Wrecked. He that wrecked. Was your, that was your big ticket one, he too. He finished 33rd. Did not finish. We laid a hefty number on Keselowski. All right, what do you got? Hamlin. Denny. Oh, he wrecked. Yep. Yeah, sure did. <laughs> yeah, he did. Did uh, he? Logano. Uh, I'm just going to assume he wrecked. Ty Gibbs. Nepotism. Uh, Ty Gibbs finished 17th. He was still running. I love how you just call him nepotism. (laughs) Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick. He wrecked. Tyler wrecked. Yeah, he did. And then uh, Corey LaJoy. 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 Yes. It's much better with Joy as Family one. member uh, of the great. Joy. It's, Ran- it's very French. Randy LaJoy. Corey LaJoy finished fourth, so I don't want to hear nothing out of there you. you go. uh, that was a good, good poll, except we needed him to finish first, but it was a good poll. All right, well, good. you know. It, you you didn't right, put so any money on the fourth place finish? No, missed fourth that place, one. Fourth place, just third loser. So, what we get? Fourth, 17th, and a bunch of wrecks? It, I, I told you at the very beginning of that segment last week, it's, go, it's hard hey. to predict it because it's the two of the hardest tracks Listen. that you can predict one. I get it. I've done enough golf betting to understand that these things okay. are very, very hard to get Where, right, they and they're it? very hard to have a good showing in. But I, what do you want me to do? Be like, hey, Ken, took all your picks, and there was a lot of crashes you, this weekend, wasn't it? You asked me about the end of it, and I told you. I said, yeah, usually. I, you, I was not surprised whatsoever. 
I was not surprised at all that there was a great big wreck. I was surprised maybe how many cars were in that wreck, because there seemed to be quite a few. But uh, I was not surprised that there was a wreck towards You did the end. call it out. You said there'd be a big wreck. There, so there's, there's always a big wreck. There's a big wreck. You should be able to bet on whether or not there's a big wreck. Uh, there probably is somewhere. Somewhere I could bet on whether or not there's a massive wreck and the, and the, game, the uh, result ends under caution. Joe Varden joins us from The Athletic at 840. We'll talk, part of the game. We'll talk Cavs with him and what we would do with LeBron's goodbye tour if he were to stop. Obviously, he would stop here. What would we would do in it? And Joe Varden has any ideas. And if they plan to be active on the buyout market and... Why some people just ain't watching as much of the Cavs as they were last year. But there's plenty of reasons for it, but we'll figure out what Joe Varden has to say about it at 840. It seems, now is this still true? I want to make sure. Is this still true about Mike Evans and the and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That this is not going to get worked out? It's trending in that direction. Okay. If there is a name, and I know Mike Evans has played a little bit longer, and he's a little bit long in the tooth, if there's a name I'd like to try to go out and get, hey, T. Higgins would be nice. T. Higgins is a big, bit of a pipe dream. So all the other names are pipe dreams. I, I think, Mike, if we want to get something going here, and Mike Evans might still be a pipe dream, I don't know how many are realistic. I, I got a good wide receiver in Amari Cooper. I don't know if I want to pay him $20 million this year, but that's that's between him and the Browns. Uh, I got I got Elijah Moore, who I got one person who usually sits in that seat that seems like he's already given up on that guy. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to give up on him before the season even got underway. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to give up on Elijah Moore yet. I think that they tried to do too much with him too soon, and I think it put him in a bit of a purgatory this year. But I, I liked Elijah Moore coming out of the draft, and maybe I'm just being a little bit too nice for everybody. And I can understand if people were critical of me for for being that way about Elijah Moore. I think there's probably a lot more people that agree with Lima than agree with me about Elijah Moore. Maybe you, do you agree about it with him about Elijah Moore? I can't depend on Elijah Moore. Do you feel that this is already going into bus territory? Bus seems harsh, but I'm not. I can't rely on him, so I guess that's where we're at, right? Yes. I, I mean, I, okay, you make the trade for somebody that you can rely well, on. Trade, somebody that you. Or, he's a second round pick, so I can't say a second round pick's a bust. But if you make the trade, the trade becomes a bust. The trade becomes a the bust. trade. Yes, the trade I mean, becomes that's, a bust. That's def- well, the we're, hype we're machine around it was definitely a bust because that's all we heard about in the, the whole summer. Yeah. Well, because we – and I got kind of addicted to it because we were doing the whole Jerry Judy conversation, and I kept telling everybody, they ain't trade for Jerry Judy. They ain't trading for Jerry Judy. They ain't going to trade for Jerry Judy. No, yeah, I mean, say what you want, but they ain't going to trade for Jerry Judy. And then they traded for Elijah Moore, and I said, well, I was right that they weren't going to trade for Jerry Judy, not one night. Well, we had two big discussions last year, right? It was Hopkins and it was Judy. And then mm-hmm. we ended up with Elijah Moore. Like, Elijah Moore was in a bad spot from Jump Street there. Yes. It's like this offseason. If we have a conversation about Mike Evans. Well, I'm, I'm trying to start a conversation about Mike Evans because, you know, I don't mean to Phelps well, it here. He's a proven commodity. <laughs> well, because I love Jeff. I'm not taking a swing at Jeff, but Jeff gets one name and stuck in his you did, head. You did the Roy Munson. He Munson out in the I middle know, of nowhere. But here. you know how Jeff does with trades and stuff like that. He gets a name in his head, and damn it, he's going to hold on to that like a dog to a soup bone. <laughs> and so now I, I, I see Mike Evans where there's a possibility there, and I'd love to. I'd love to take a swing at a guy like Mike Evans. Now, you are competing against just about every other team yes. out there for Mike Evans. Like yes. Texans, I would imagine, would call up instantly. Well, we keep talking about, well, you don't necessarily need to restructure Watson's contract here. You don't need to necessarily do it there. And, may, hey, maybe I would like to not necessarily do it. But if I keep telling everybody, and this goes back to the conversation we had at 8 o'clock, if I keep telling everybody that you ain't getting rid of this guy come hell or high water if you want him to, if you want to get rid of him. And it seems that the majority of the people out there, it's I don't think it's a too healthy of a majority, but I do think the majority of the people question Deshaun Watson. Guys, he's your quarterback. There ain't no way you're getting rid of him. So I gotta try to make the best out of it that I can. And the best thing out of it that I can might have to be to yes, rob Peter to pay Paul, restructure his contract, 
free something up here and see if I can go out and get a guy who I know can run a crisp route, can go up and get it, who's still going to give me a hell of a professional effort and can play his ass off on the other side and have three great wide receivers where I can't go out and get another one in the first round and say to hell with it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's go out and get a guy like Mike Evans. Because I can't see a guy like that falling apart. Maybe I'll end up being wrong, but I can't see a guy like that falling apart. I'm all for the move. The admittance here, though, they, they'd be waving the white flag on the idea that they sold us when they got Deshaun Watson, that every wide receiver they had was going to be made better by Deshaun Watson. I don't give a Watson. damn about all that other stuff. I care about winning I don't, right listen, now. I don't either, but there's, there's something so they, would, they would have to come to the table and say, listen, oh, yeah, we thought that he could make everyone else better around him. Turns out... Uh, he's not one of those quarterbacks. He's the quarterback that we're going to have to give him all the weapons in the world and then watch him forge. There would be an admittance there by them that they would have to have. I'm trying to accept reality here. That's what I'm trying to do. Can you accept that then? Is that is that yes. part of the acceptance? Because I'm there. Yes. I've been there for a while. Because we need top playmakers. Is, guys, this is clearly... Deshaun is got, not making anyone a top playmaker on his own. And, and I'm not even talking to you, Jonathan. If you got, if you find folks who are willing to listen to me, just, just listen to me on this. we got to put our swords down here. Because a lot of us are fighting ideas here, and we got to fight. We got to accept reality instead of fight ideas. The acceptance of reality is this: he is not the same quarterback he was in 2020. Whether that's physical, whether that's mental, whether it's rust, whether it's whatever, he's not that same guy. So I can't just sit there and continue to say, "Well, he's supposed to be this guy. He's supposed to be a lot of things. He's not." Mm-hmm. But I can't get out from underneath this contract. I can't move on from the guy. The only way through the thing is through it. So I got to try to put a great football team around him and hope that it's going to raise up standards for everybody, including Deshaun Watson, make him a more comfortable quarterback, and give me the best shot to maybe I don't get back to twenty twenty Deshaun Watson. But if I can get something close to it, then this is a playoff team that can make a run. 
Right, but they sold us on the idea they were going to shore up the defense, and part of the other side of that was offensively. But it's changed. Deshaun, I agree with you. But, but, but there's an acknowledgement that has to happen there. And, yes. and going after Mike Evans yes. would, would be that acknowledgement. Yes. Like, De- Deshaun That's is fine. not the quarterback we thought he was. And I don't need to hold we, their feet. We have to do more what the Bengals did for Joe Burrow, where you give him Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Boyd. So many weapons you can't fail. You do have to hold their feet to the fire on, on previous things that are said that don't pan out. That's 100% true. But I also have to know that, that plans change. Mm-hmm. You had to go out at that time. I was willing to accept the possibility but or they, willing they, they to accept they the reality. willing to do anything about it last offseason. That's clearly what they told you. Why was their answer to that for a reason? And at the beginning of that season, they thought that that was going to be enough. And if Nick Chubb would have been healthy and Sean Watson wouldn't have got hurt, maybe it would have been enough. Maybe it would have. But now I got a guy who's going into his third year with us. He's been suspended and he's been injured. And I think he is battling confidence issues. I need to make that quarterback as confident as I possibly can. And that includes a nice veteran wide receiver that I've known to raise the standard of every single quarterback he's played with. Right, but fans wonder why we talk about these things sometimes. That goes back to Johnny Manziel with that guy. But but fans wonder why we talk about these things sometimes. This is why we're talking about these things. Because there has to be an acknowledgement that this has changed. Yes. And I really do think we are going to be players in this. Because if you're Andrew Barry. And that's fine. How do you not look at what happened this last offseason and think, oh. We, we clearly can't depend on him turning but, David Bell and all these other third-round receivers that we ended up taking into the world's greatest players. No, just, uh, we, we can't rely on that. That's uh, what they were trying to do. What I think your, your collision course is right now is when the dust is all settled, you probably p- traded Baker Mayfield for Baker Mayfield, it seems. Mm, that's a You have a quarterback thought. that can get you to the second round of the playoffs, and we'll see how far it goes. You thought you were getting something better? Hey, these are best intentions and best intentions don't always work out that way. So as of right now, it seems to be you've traded Baker Mayfield for Baker Mayfield. A lot of things different about these guys, mm-hmm. but the results tend to be the same. So how can I make this thing work out the very best I can? Well, I got to bring some guys around, and I know that at some point this thing is going to have to bomb out, and this thing ain't going to be very good. But I need to extend and make this period of our lives together as the Cleveland Browns as good as it possibly can be. And here's a guy, yeah, I know. He's going to be 31 coming up in August. I think August 21st is his birthday. He's going to be 31 coming up in August because I looked this up yesterday. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit older. I, I, I got to give him some money now, and I don't care about money now. I don't care about these things now. Down the road, we can worry about this stuff. I, I'm about taking this thing as far as I possibly can now. Agreed. And I know that I can't just leave it out there to go, well, I, we said a lot of things in 2022 about what this guy was going to be. I don't care what you said in 2022. We've learned a lot by the time 2024 is coming around. But we got to make this thing work. With well, this they, they got to have a different mentality for me. Again, actions speak louder than of, words. Of all the names, they, they, their actions haven't shown me anything that disagrees with what their words have told me in two years. Uh, this offseason, yes. hopefully, is different. There are more important positions. You know, I, I worry about that defense. I worry about the defensive tackles and the names that we're missing that we're able to be helped out. Like. Jim Schwartz is not some wizard who can just cast spells over defensive players. You got to get, like right <laughs> get some talent out of the like Jordan Elliott was better because he's playing next to Dalvin Tomlinson. Yeah, because yeah. he's playing with Maurice Hurst in a rotation and Shelby Harris in a rotation. It's not that hard to put together. These are good. These have been good players in the NFL. So I still need to get talent. So I worry about the defensive tackle position. I worry about the other side of defensive end across from Miles Garrett and the backups there. Now, not as much as I worry about wide receiver defensive tackle. I worry about. What are we going to do to possibly replace Anthony Walker Jr., who's been on the mend over the last couple of years? These are questions that I have that I have a long time to figure out. But if we're looking for names, if we're looking for somebody that can help out right now, mm-hmm. that is somewhat realistic, 
Mike Evans is that name. 216-474-0092. We'll get back into that a little bit later. And coming up, if this guy said and he played for the Guardians, I would freak out. Coming up next, though, Joe Varden. He doesn't play for the Guardians. He covers the Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA for the Athletic. What are the Cavaliers going to do with the buyout market? Joe Varden joins us next on The Fan. NBA All-Star Weekend was this weekend. Trade deadline, we are passing a man who covers the NBA for the Athletic. Joe Varden joins us right now on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Joe, how are you? Doing fine. Uh, recovering slowly from All-Star Weekend. Uh, nice drive back yesterday through the snow from Indianapolis. So, Ooh. good to be home. Uh, Joe, it's the commissioner was visibly upset <laughs> uh, about the results. I mean, I, I've never seen a commissioner. Usually they kind of just grin through it and whatever if they're upset with something. I mean, this guy, Adam Silver, was really angry. Uh, what What do they do? Because uh, he still drew 5 million people to watch it, and Jonathan and I, Jonathan's in for Anthony today. Anthony's still on paternity leave. You know, JP and I were talking about, it's like, well, you got 5 million people watching it. You can't just cancel the thing. So what do they do? Yeah, I mean, they can't, they can't react uh, that severely, like cancel it or change entirely how it looks until the paying customer demands it. And the ra- the ratings are still there. You know, the corporate sponsors sell out the arena. Um, so, you know, I, we have to remember that there's been quite a bit of hand-wringing going on now for six to eight months from Silver's administration and it coincides with the ongoing television um, negotiations for a new, you know, multi-billion-dollar TV deal. Um, they know that it looks bad on TV. That a bad All-Star game looks bad on TV. That you know, load management when ESPN has a doubleheader or TNT has a doubleheader. That that looks bad. Um, but the ratings are still there, and the paying customers are still there. So. I think we're going to see, like, continue to see and hear the saber rattling without um, a, sort of a rash reaction to, you know, what we saw on Sunday night um, until we until there's, you know, a, an actual reason to do that. Yeah, Joe, I mean, we talked before the game, and, uh, you know, we talked about how they got rid of the Elam ending, and they went back from the East versus the West. Like, they're trying things to get it back to what it was, I just, I, I just wonder if the players these days, if they just don't care the way that they, that they, that they used to. And I, I don't know. We were talking earlier. Maybe, maybe you give them an incentive to care. Maybe if they did what baseball does, where it's home court advantage for the winner of that game, or is that, is that something that's too extreme? Yeah, I, I <laughs> when baseball did that, I liked it, um, and then I came to understand why that's a bad idea, and so I, I wouldn't want to see him do it in our league, but. I am in favor of some sort of incentive. I I like money. I like putting money on the table, you know, almost to a man during the the in-season tournament uh, Final Four. Players said that money was um, a factor, like, for for why they seem to care so much about that tournament. Um, You know, Anthony Edwards, who is – he's very open. You know, I got a chance to know him uh, last summer with Team USA – and I wasn't surprised when, with his candid remarks after the game the other night where he just said, it's not going to be competitive. You know, we play all over the, the country, you know, five nights a week um, with all these back-to-backs. And, you know, we're two-thirds of the way into the season. You know, we're just coming here to have a good time. Um, 
so, you know, put some money on the table. That might be it. You know, uh, another idea I had, you know, I said that they wouldn't do anything rash till they're forced. It would be interesting if you combined the in-season tournament and all-star festivities, um, maybe move the tournament back a little bit so it's closer to right at the midway point of the NBA season, expand it a little bit. Um, how you do that, that's up to you guys. I don't know. Just hey, expand Joe? it. Joe? So. What's up? I, I had no idea you said I brought it up on the show earlier today. That was Ken's big Champions idea. Champions pose, you and that me, That was his man. big idea. Yep. You and me, brother. Well, you are on the I, – I like it. I you were first you one to it, so I'll give you credit, but still. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I want to see – you know, you could still do All-Star Saturday night uh, in between the, the, the Final Four and the Finals. Um, and then everybody gets a week off. You know, the entire league takes the week off after the in-season tournament finals. Um you know, but you're cutting your pie in half. Like, whatever we think about the game last night or two nights ago, it was a lucrative weekend for the NBA, as was the in-season tournament. So if we do something like your idea and mine, Ken, then we're, we're cutting off the, the revenue that they make. Got to do something. I mean, because when you got 5 million people watching it, Joe, it's like, all right, there's some sort of zest for what's going on there. I do think people like to watch something just so they have something to complain about the next day. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know I I do think that that plays into a little. I said that about the Pro Bowl. I go well. You, you, there's no there's a lot of forced conversation that goes on uh, at work, and so the next day you could have something you could complain about. People and, like that and yeah. and say something like that, and the next day they had something to complain about yesterday about it. But if you want to actually make it good, uh, that's that's the only way I could see it. Where it's like, all right, you don't take away a television opportunity, and you can actually make something decent out of it. I, what do I do to kind of coax the names to participate? Because this is one of the things where I do lay it on LeBron a little bit. Now, Joe, maybe you could correct me on it, but boy, it seemed like he made it okay for everybody to not be in the slam dunk contest when the who's who of the league were in the slam dunk contest when you and I were children. No, there's no question about that. And of course, like, yeah, Le- LeBron uh, never doing it, uh, doing a dunk contest where sort of the many of the greats who were similar to him in athleticism um, had, had done at least one. So, you know, you could, you could start there, but like, let's go to Saturday night. So we finally have an all-star in the competition, Jalen Brown, people know him. Um, He goes out there, he tries. And after almost every dunk, he got booed. And, and I don't know if it's accurate to say that the boos were for him or they were for the judges who seemed to like, they just seemed to favor him a little bit, um, especially in the earlier rounds. And, and so now you've got this all-star who actually uh, gives, gives of himself, you know, to this event. And he's, he's getting, like, when he's done dunking, there are boos. Um, and so what is the upside for these all-stars to do that, to, to go out there, to, to get into this dunk contest where you're kind of exposing yourself, and if you don't make the dunks, or they're not good enough, or the judges, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, so it was like a reminder to me, sort of the other side to this, like why the names keep getting smaller and smaller, and they're going into the G League now to find participants, because th- there isn't a ton of incentive for these other guys, for the, the stars to do it. Like we, we need uh, John Morant, you know, I know he's hurt now, but next, next February, in San Francisco, he has to do the slam dunk contest. He, it's like he owes it to Adam for all he's put Adam through the last, the last two years. 
and to the fans who have missed getting a chance to see him play um, to go and do it. I think if Ja participated, especially against McClung, um, I think I think people would really enjoy that, and and I think it would it would um, I don't know if it would course correct the dunk contest, but it would at least give us a reprieve. Joe, let me ask you a LeBron question. I was thinking about for a little bit. It's a little different than the retirement stuff, uh, but if if LeBron this off season. If he found a way to take Donovan from the Cavs and move him to the Lakers, because I think the Lakers are going to make a big play this offseason, if he did that, how should we perceive that as Cavs fans? Because I, I don't think we want to hate LeBron, but also he would have then crippled us eh, hold, for the time being. I'm going to hold that against him personally. But go ahead, Joe. <laughs> well, I wouldn't put that on LeBron. Um, I, I would put that, I mean, like, the only, listen, it's up to Donovan. You know, like, does Donovan want to make the most money um, that he can make uh, with the team that has his bird rights? Um, that that that's it. Like, if if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't want the extension here, you know, then um, then the Cavs have to make that decision. And I understand if they trade him to LA, then LA retains his bird rights. They can give him the big extension. So I, I get that. But but the first the first question is to Donovan it's do you want to be in Cleveland um and do you think you can win here and and you know I don't think they got off to a great start this year uh in answering those questions but it's been a lot better lately um and so I I think that that all of that is still to be determined so I you know I saw that um Jonathan I know you know it's a good question um I still want to know how the Lakers take 40 plus million dollars back in salary like what what are they sending to the Cavs that the Cavs would do that um I, I don't know who's on the Laker roster that they would take Joe Varden joining us from the athletic on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline LeBron did speak about a possible farewell tour and what that would do yeah. you know he, he kind of danced around it but he was asked about it what do you what would you think the Cavs would do with that <laughs> they would do whatever because that's up to the player, you know? Uh, oh, you're saying if he's – okay, so you're asking me if, let's say, he, he's playing for the Lakers and he's on a – he's yes. on a, a last a, – yes. okay, and he comes to Cleveland. Last uh, night in Cleveland yeah. as, a, as an active NBA player. Whoa, that would be an emotional night. Because um, you got to get it right or people are going to freak out. So Yeah, and, they, and I think they would. I mean, if you look at – I mean, how the Cavs have treated LeBron since he left the second time – and what his um, what the receptions have been, what All Star Weekend was like, how he I mean they still pay him video tributes mm-hmm. six years later. So I, I think it would be I, yeah I mean I think I don't know I I guess like the entire halftime would be devoted to him at minimum probably before the game two, you know there would probably be some kind of ceremony at halftime uh, with people speaking and you know I. I it, that's a lot. Like, I mean, it's funny. Like, I had never thought about that before. But you know, Ken, like, we're probably not that far away from it. Yep. And it's like some something to reasonably consider what that night would be like. Because the thought I had was like, well, you'd maybe do the statue. Then I go, no, you'd do the statue at another time because you ain't gonna need the. the it's gonna be sold out, so you don't need the gate then. I need right. the gate for the statue at another point. That's I mean, point. we got to be business people That's about a good this. Point. Yeah. You want a guaranteed sellout? You're going to get a guaranteed sellout on LeBron's last day, but you also want another one when they unveil the statue. Are we going to give him three statues like Kobe got? <laughs> That's a no, lot. I think I think one will suffice. <laughs> we'll have one here. I'll have one in Akron. Uh, are we going to be active on the buyout uh, in the buyout market here, Joe? 
Cavs. I don't think so. Um, I, I mean, like, first of all, like the, the buyout market is, is pretty overrated in terms of like what it can do for you in the playoffs and a finals. We don't see very often, if ever, um, buyout players make that kind of impact. It, it can happen. You know, Kevin Love was an example last year with the Heat getting to the finals. Fine. Um, but th- those, those instances are rare. And then on this team, you know, this is a team that they love. The, they love at least the top eight. And if you even want to go to a ninth guy, fine. Um, but, you know, like you're not going to go get a guard that's going to take minutes away from Karis LeVert. So that's, that's not going to happen. And then you're not going to have a wing, a backup wing, who's going to take time away from, you know, Nyang um, or certainly Struth who's starting, you know. And, and, I mean, could you find a player who's better than Dean? I, on the buyout market, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, I don't know if you make that work. But Dean has been a lot better this year. And, you know, they certainly, you know, they want to ride this way. I mean, to say nothing of Okoro, by the way. Um, I don't think you can improve upon him in the buyout market. So they they really like, you know, they like who they have, and I don't think it's worth um, the financial implications. Joe, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. All the best, and you know we're going to talk to you again soon. You're wonderful. Thank you, Joe. Can't, <laughs> thanks, guys. Joe Varden from The Athletic on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Wonderful guy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 